From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Gemma Gaudet. You're listening to Idaho Matters. For several years now, housing has been listed as a top priority issue here in Idaho. And as the state's population continues to grow, the problem isn't getting any smaller. And when it comes to addressing the housing crisis, it's not just affordability that people are worried about. It's the solution and how that solution might impact neighborhoods, particularly in Boise. Dr. Krista Paulson is an associate professor of urban studies in the School of Public Service at Boise State University, and she'll be talking more about this topic at Boise's Fettuccine Forum on March 7th, and we're lucky enough to have her joining us now. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. So let's start by talking about Boise's growth in the last few years and how that has really impacted the cost of housing in our area. So can you talk a little bit about that? And I'm talking like the prices of homes as, as well as rent. Sure. So in the last few years, so if we go back, for instance, to about the year 2000, one of the things that we see is that the metro area of Boise has grown pretty steadily and continually. So for instance, in 2000, the population of the metro area was about 450,000, and by 2022, about 800,000. And that growth, if you look at it over time, is fairly consistent. I know it may feel to folks like growth really has exploded in the last, uh, say, five or six years, but the rate of growth is fairly predictable. When you compare that to increases in housing prices, however, you see a lot more variability in that trend line. And I think as most uh, folks in the Treasure Valley know, housing prices, whether that's for homes you're seeking to buy or for rentals, have really gone up a lot. So, for instance, again, looking at the combination, the uh, time between 2000 and 2022, the median home price in the Boise metro area was about $200,000 in uh, the year 2000. And, oh, excuse me, it was about $100,000 in the year 2000 and up to $450,000 by the year 2022. But one of the things that you see is unlike the really consistent growth uh, trend line, there, the, uh, the line is quite variable, responding to things like the financial crisis of 2008, and then really showing a very steep increase starting around 2015. And with that said, um, the, the story is somewhat the same, but we see really steep increases in rents. And there we mean that uh, rents increased over the last six or so years by about 50% in the Boise metro area. 50%. In, in just yeah. six years, though. So can we can we dig into that number a little bit more? Because when you talked about, you know, that the, the price of, of a, a home, right, to buy a home going from 100000 into in the year 2000 to about four fifty in 2020, that in, in that in, in that 20 or so year period, that doesn't seem um, as outrageous. <laughs> but when we talk about rent and you're saying in the last six years going up 50 percent, that seems like a massive spike. Is that a correct assessment? Well, a couple of things I'd like to call your attention to is that one, because of the variations in the price to purchase a home um, and the impact of the financial crisis on that, around 2012, we saw that housing prices are about where they were in the year 2000. And so much of the increase Mm. has been over the last 10 to 12 years. But you're absolutely right that with rents, um, not only do we see a really steep increase, particularly over the last three to four years, 
but that often renters are folks who um, may not have the resources to be able to cope with a steep rent increase. Also, when we look at averages over a region, we don't really see the increases that individual renters might be experiencing. And I think most of us know someone who's been individually impacted by this or their family has been impacted by this. They've had rents go up um, you know, uh, by hundreds of dollars when they renew their lease or some households have also found that their leases weren't renewed because the property that they were in, the owner had decided to do something else with that property. So what are some possible solutions then when it comes to addressing the housing crisis? Well, I think that most of us here in Boise recognize that one of the reasons that we see both rents and uh, the the price of uh, homes for purchase going up is that we've got demand outstripping supply. And so a solution to that is to create more housing. And that takes a lot of different forms. There's been a lot of conversation recently about increasing the density of housing within Boise and the Treasure Valley. Uh, That might be uh, projects that include things like infill development. Uh, So on lots that have been vacant for a while around the city, putting housing there. It might mean increasing the density on individual parcels so that a lot that would have had a single family home instead has a duplex or triplex or something a little bit larger than that. There are a lot of options out there to try to increase the housing supply. So with that said, what could these solutions mean for neighborhoods in the Treasure Valley, when you, especially when you talk about density? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I really focus on in my work is the experience of neighborhoods. And so we know that things like the built environment that surrounds us impacts the way that a neighborhood looks and feels. Sometimes when we add new uh, buildings to a neighborhood, it kind of changes our set of landmarks that we might use to navigate around that neighborhood. We also know that it changes things like Um, how much privacy we perceive we have in a neighborhood, um, the amount uh, even of things like shade or sunshine that we might have in our backyard. So there are physical ways that increasing density and increasing the amount of housing in an area impacts how we feel. But there's also an important um, dimension in which the, the kind of sense of place or the character of a neighborhood can also change with those types of uh, projects. So when you talk about the characteristics in in neighborhoods, I mean, we, you know, we have numerous neighborhoods in particular in Boise, right, that have, I think, certain types of characteristics, certain types of feels. And if we look at the the North End in particular, there is this kind of, you know, old school charm, right? There's a lot of homes that were built in in the early 20th century. And and there's these, you know, tree-lined streets, and you've got these sidewalks, and it's very walkable, and it's it really is very charming, um, so when you then build more density, right, let's say you put multi, uh, you know, multi, multi housing dwellings in, in places, does that then contribute to what maybe some opponents of this idea of density would say takes away from that, that charm of a neighborhood? 
That's such a great example to bring up because the North End is one of those neighborhoods that people in Boise look to as, as kind of iconic and really indicative of uh, some of the feelings that, that folks have about Boise as a place. And you're absolutely right that there's a mix of housing types there. So some of the housing that's there, we have you know, relatively small houses on a variety of sizes of lots. And so one of the concerns that residents expressed in their neighborhood planning process a few years ago was that maybe houses were becoming larger relative to the size of lots. And that really changes the feeling of the neighborhood. But mm. another thing to keep in mind there is that a second dimension of what North End residents really value about their neighborhood is that it's a place that has a great deal of economic diversity. So a lot of folks don't really know that the neighbor, the North End neighborhood has a very large proportion of renters. And so that mix of housing that's accessible to people who are you know, young and old, uh, work, working class, more affluent, and so on, is an important dimension of the mix. So I don't want to suggest that uh, creating new housing is uh, necessarily a problem. It's just that um, considering the impact of that on neighborhoods is part of what we need to understand as we move forward as a community. Mm -hmm. And in your research, what have you found that people say they value um, in the areas that they live in? You know, this is really something that differs neighborhood to neighborhood. I did some interesting work with students a couple of years ago looking at Southwest Boise, which, as we know, is an area that is experiencing a lot of new development. And one of the things that the students learned is that residents of that neighborhood, they value the almost rural feeling that Southwest Boise mm. had for many years. And that's something that's dramatically changing as we see uh, large lots and uh, more agricultural types of parcels being converted into um, suburban subdivisions. Now, of course, that's something that helps to address the uh, shortage of housing in our community, but really also changes some of the look and feel and the meanings associated with that community. Mm -hmm. So then when you bring in that new construction, um, does that then change maybe how people perceive, you know, the environment that they already live in? You know, as you said, right, that rural idea in Southwest Boise. Well, if you put, you know, apartments in there, that rural feeling may start to, to ebb and flow. Absolutely. And I think when we try to understand how people are responding to growth and development in a community like ours, part of what we need to recognize is, well, what are the meanings that people have associated with their neighborhoods and communities over time? What are some of the qualities of those places that brought them to their neighborhood in the first place? So, for instance, in a place like Southwest Boise, it might really be the rural feel or the, the relatively quiet mm. streets. And we need to acknowledge that, yes, this is something that does change as we continue to develop. So then I wonder, new construction would most likely mean, as we talked about, an increase in the density in our neighborhoods. And, and that could then have an, an impact on people's sense of community can you talk a little bit about maybe that sense of community changing? But with that said, um, I think there's an assumption that when you have density, it's a bad 
thing, but sometimes it might create more community. You know, you're getting at some of the complexity of this, and I really appreciate that. So one thing to consider, you know, when people talk about density, one of the assumptions that people make is that we're talking about building more apartments and having more rentals and perhaps having a more transient type of population. So population Mm -hmm. that maybe doesn't stay in the neighborhood as long, where uh, renters maybe aren't forming relationships with long-term residents who might be homeowners and so on. And that anxiety around increased transience is something that we see folks expressing as they're looking at their neighborhoods changing. One of the things that's important to realize from the research is that, you know, renters uh, are able to create relationships within their communities. Long-term renters um, develop a similar level of social capital or strong social networks with their neighbors, uh, a similar level to homeowners when they're able to stay in the rentals for longer periods of time. So the lesson there is that when rentals are secure and renters aren't forced to move um, for various kinds of reasons, they do form long-term relationships within their neighborhoods. So if folks are worried about the ability to create community with newcomers, understanding the length of time that folks will be able to stay in their neighborhood is a really key dimension to that. So how does a city like Boise balance a need for more housing with the use of infill and apartments in residential neighborhoods in particular? You know, you're you're really asking like the billion dollar question there, right? right? Because this has been such an important conversation in our community over the last couple of years. And I think part of what you see with conversations like the conversation around the zoning code rewrite in the city of Boise is this this is an issue that Boiseans are incredibly passionate about. And so I don't want to suggest that I have a single kind of answer, but I think what's important for us to consider is that the the feelings and the concerns and the anxieties of folks as they are living in neighborhoods that are potentially changing in in dramatic and and for current residents, new ways, that we need to be attentive to that and mindful of that experience of a change in neighborhood life. Mm -hmm. We're, We're living through an important moment in history here in Boise. And I think the more that we are mindful of that from the perspective of residents' experiences, um, the more we will be able to move toward a solution that's going to be positive for all Boiseans. Mm-hmm. How important is it that, you know, we as a as a population that we're mindful, right, and maybe try to try to think about our own biases when it comes to uh, this issue of, of the housing crisis and density versus you know, not and all of that. And and an example for me, I think that I am quite biased because I was a renter um, for many, many years uh, when I was single. And, and, I, and, and I wanted to live near downtown. The only way I could afford to do that at the time was to, to rent, was to rent an apartment. And, and that's what I did. I was a very good renter, right? And, and, I, and I, I was not transient. I was not all of these things. And I wonder sometimes if we kind of forget that we make assumptions around people 
that may need or choose to rent versus own. That's such a great point. And that's not something specific to Boise. We do see in survey research that homeowners often have relatively negative feelings about renters for whatever reasons. But as I mentioned, the uh, when renters stay in neighborhoods for a long time, they do form strong relationships with other people in their neighborhood. I'm not sure how specifically we can address those kinds of biases that homeowners mm -hmm. may have about renters. I think creating opportunities for people to come together and get to know one another in the neighborhood context is really important. One challenge to that is that sometimes renters don't participate at the same level in many mm. of the organized activities of neighborhoods like neighborhood associations and so on. So making sure that renters feel included in that is definitely important. I think it's also important that we try to have meaningful conversations around these types of issues and avoid falling into traps where one position is is labeled um, as being um, intolerant or, or NIMBY, meaning not in my backyard. Mm -hmm. You know, folks who um, oppose development are often kind of brushed with, with that label. We're talking about complex issues here. And the more that we as a community can acknowledge that complexity, uh, the better it will be for us as a community. So before I let you go, let me ask you this then. Is there a way to strike a balance between the need for more housing and yet that desire to keep our neighborhoods not just charm, but but its aesthetic and and I think also its its feel, right? What what is it, it is what attracts someone to a particular neighborhood? Yes, the Conversations that communities have around what they value are really important. So making explicit those types of um, values that communities have, whether it's for the aesthetics of a community, whether it's for the importance of particular kinds of places that might be something even like a private business or just a, um, a patch of undeveloped land that's become really meaningful, getting a real understanding of what it is the community values is an important first step in that. We also need to think about ways to increase uh, the amount of housing that respect some of those architectural traditions within communities so that new development kind of fits in. And the final thing that I would say is that we need to recognize that many of the things that we value about our communities were new and different and unfamiliar at some point. And mm. so think about how it is that we undergo a process of incorporating change. Well, I want to thank you so much for this conversation today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We've been talking with Dr. Krista Paulson about the impact of Boise's growing population on our neighborhoods. She'll be talking more about this topic at the City of Boise's Fettuccine Forum. It will be taking place on March 7th. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.